Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Makers Chat. I'm here today with Kimberly Ryder of Rubbish Restyled. So I'm super excited to have you on here. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. It's a little warm here in Wisconsin, but... <laughs> it's warm here in South Carolina, too. Is the oh, humidity killer for you guys up there? It is. Yeah. It is a lot of humidity. So, yeah. That time of year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do me go ahead and just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do in your business and... I am. So I'm Kimberly Ryder. I'm a furniture artist here in a small little lake town just outside of Madison, Wisconsin in Lake Mills. Um, I'm a new brick and mortar store owner. Um, But I basically just started in my garage to stay home with my children. My kids, one kid was in college and then the little one was uh, just starting kindergarten. And we had just moved up here from Chicago. So my husband travels a lot with his job. Um, Currently, right now, he is actually living in another state, uh, Monday through Friday, because this was going to be my last move. So (laughs) I didn't want to move again. Um, So that was four years ago that I started painting. Um, And it just kind of evolved from there, just something as a hobby to decorate our house to uh, people asking me to paint furniture for them to now I have a storefront to house all the things that I love and use on a daily basis. And that's That's where it all kind of started for me. That's awesome. So your store mainly your products? Is it like a working studio? It is. Um, I'm actually here at the shop. We usually don't get any phone calls and phones ring in the background, but, um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it's all DIY products. I have a workshop with um, where you can come and do classes. So I'm going to be uh, rolling out the fall classes really soon here. And then it kind of breaks up into two sections. So there's a front half of the store with um, some home decor and gifts. And then the back half has a lot of paint products, DIY products, and then the workshop is in the far back of the mm-hmm. store. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So- you teach classes there. Do you do a lot of custom work as well? Not as much as I used to, um, especially since I opened the storefront. Um, I do do commission work, but it really just depends on time um, and if you're willing to wait for me to get it done. So, yeah. Yeah. I do miss I, the commission work, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I know that life. Sometimes the store stores take up a lot of time. They do. And it's they really do. hard to predict when you're going to have time to create sometimes. Right, right. So is it just you working in the store these days? Do you have anyone working in there with you? I do. I had two girls working. Um, One was, she's a high school. Mm -hmm. So she plays volleyball now that the world is starting to open up. School's back in session. So she's only able to work during holidays, breaks and so forth. So she was a little powerhouse. So she got a lot done. And then I have another girl who works for me as well on a part-time basis. So, yeah, so we're adjusting to the new schedule. Summer was busy here in a little town we've got. um, I did not know when I moved here. So I moved to Lake Mills 
And then we got the store about a month after we moved. Okay. And um, it's a little tourist town. So the summers got really busy with the tour tourists coming in. And now that the summer is over, everyone's kind of heading back to their homes. So things are quieting down a little bit. So now I can get back into a routine again. But it was... Yeah. It was yeah, and then it'll be the holidays, and then you'll just right. <laughs> it'll give me a little time to catch up. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, tell me when the store. I, I remember when you were working on it. So, like, tell me when you actually opened the storefront. I opened Thanksgiving weekend, so the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, it happened really fast. Um, I don't know that I was actually set out to open a store. We were really looking for a studio space for me to work in. We had just downsized. We lived in a house with a big yard and with my husband moving to another state. It was just a little much. Our kids were moving out. We only have one at home now. So I was really looking for a studio space. And we moved into our house and my husband wanted all my stuff out of his garage. So I was driving and literally nothing ever opens up in Lake Mills. I looked over one morning and heading to the doctor's appointment and there was a release sign in the window right in the middle of Main Street. And I'm like, oh, you're really seeing things. When I came back, it was still there, <laughs> whipped around, called the guy. He wasn't even going to answer the phone because I have a Chicago number. And uh, he answered. We looked at it that day and I told him, take the sign out of the window. And that was that. It just worked out my son's school's right behind here so oh, after wow. school he can walk over um i can see his school from the parking lot um and i'm five minutes from the house so it really worked out that's a perfect setup five it, minutes from home yeah <laughs> that's great yeah um, i'm jealous i'm i'm a good 25 minutes from my store <laughs> and i had a booth and that was about 30 minutes away and with him going, taking this job, I was trying to figure out how am I going to do that? I can't maintain the booth, do the mom stuff alone. You know, we've got pets and all that. And then this literally opened up. Um, and the night before I did do a little prayer and um, I said, I really wish something closer or something would just open up that I can have a space so that and it did. So that's awesome. Yeah. So it's really awesome. What has been um, your favorite thing about having a shop to go work at? It's the people. Um, yeah. I think I really missed talking to people. Um, my past life, I had been in retail. I have done everything from working as a sales associate to the background wholesale buyer's assistant, all of that stuff. So I've had every hat in retail. So I didn't think I wanted to ever go back into retail. <laughs> but once I opened the shop and talking to the people and creating those relationships, I didn't realize how much I loved that part. Yeah. So that's really the part that I really love. So, yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah. I'm a people person too. So I could totally, I could see that being the big draw. Yeah. What has been one of the hardest things? The hours. Yeah. The hours. Um, not only are you working during your set business hours, you're working before and after. Um, being Having worked from home and having the luxury of 
if I need to take a break, I can take a break. I really can't do that. I have to, I have to plan everything now. Um, so that was just a little bit of an adjustment to take. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's all. So what, what hours are you open these days? Um, we just changed our hours. Um, I was open. Right now I'm open Wednesday, Thursday, 11 to 5, and then Friday, Saturday, 10 to 4. And we were open on Sundays, but I'm kind of leaving that day for workshops. So we've got a lot of requests for workshops. Um, so that gives me some time to create because I do miss the creating part of it. Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of workshops are you planning for the fall? Right now, the furniture class is probably the most popular. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of crafty wood painting classes. We've got decoupage. Um, you know, just the traditional classes. I'm finding that um, it's not so much the learning part that people want. It's the gathering part that people right. want, just to converse and get together and chit-chat. And those are my most fun classes when you get a bunch of ladies together and it's just a bunch of girls talking and chit-chatting. Yeah. And yeah, those are super fun. How many people can you typically fit in a class? Um, We've had a bachelor party. We fit about 12 people. Um. I tend to like to keep the classes a little bit smaller, a little more intimate. Um, and then I've hosted classes at other venues. So we just did a class at a church. So, okay. yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And you just yeah. take all the supplies and everything to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just get clear bins and throw it all in and put everybody's name on it and pass them out. So, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So it's been an amazing journey the last few years. So. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So what um what went into that decision for you from going because when you were when you were just still working out of your garage, right, and doing mm -hmm. work for people and selling furniture, you said you had a booth? I did. Were you selling other products in your booth at that time? I was. Okay. I was. And you know, um at the time when I kind of expanded into a booth Harold rewind a little bit. I didn't realize how much painting and art was therapy for me. Yeah. I'd gone through some losses and, um, you know, moving up here with my husband and not having the backup that I was used to kind of put me into a little bit of a depression. So then I expanded into the products that I loved and I opened up a booth to see, to make a little bit more money to contribute to my family. Yeah. And that was a great experience, but you're limited in size. And as you grow, um, I really wanted to teach classes. And the store that I had, she did have space for classes. And then unfortunately, COVID hit. And that kind of changed how everybody thought about different things. Um, and during that time, what was funny is she had jokingly kept offering, well, why don't you buy my store? Why don't you buy my store? I'm like, I do not want a store. And her store is huge. It's a 3,000 square foot store. So then the, the idea just started floating in my head. And then one day during, you know, we're all sitting at home chit-chatting, you know, with your family. And my husband said, you know, if we sell this house, you can get a store or you can get a studio or you could do whatever you want. And at the time we were a little overwhelmed with knowing eventually he'll be going back to work. And we were overwhelmed with me trying to maintain our house 
yeah. doing the kids stuff. So that's kind of what sparked is she kept kind of nudging, like, why don't you buy my store? You'd be great at it. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. But yeah, here I am. And that's where you, and so that's the store that was farther away from you, right? Yeah. She was about a good 30, 35 minutes. And yeah. then with winter, it's a good 45 minutes with the snow. Uh, so yeah, I bet so. Yeah, I can see mm -hmm. that. Well, that is awesome. I love that story, how everything just kind of fell into place and worked out how it was supposed to. I think so. Sometimes I try to fight it. Um, <laughs> I know I lost my brother 12 years ago, 2008. And since that, there has just been a series of things that have happened, good and bad. Um, but I always know that when the opportunities like that come up, I don't understand why, but I always feel that that was his little nudge of just saying, I think you should do that. So, and if it fails, it fails, but I tried. So, yeah. It's not going to fail though. Huh? No, I hope not. <laughs> I always try. And I think that's the one thing that I've learned the last few years is, Fear can be so crippling for people, especially for women. Um, we overthink things, and I still overthink things. But it had gotten to a point where it was so crippling, I wasn't doing anything. Um, and once you learn how to overcome that fear and you work on it every day, there's a lot of things that you can accomplish, um, a lot of things that you can do, and you can really surprise yourself in that aspect. So, yeah. That's so cool. So what got you into the furniture repurposing to begin with? I mean, like, I, I know you said it was like you were doing it for your house, but like, was there a moment that you realized, huh, I, I, I think I might could do that. <laughs> what happened was we had bought our house. We moved from Chicago to Madison. We had bought our house and the evening that we moved in, you know, the doors were shut. It was freezing in our house. Our heater had died it just went out um, the night that we moved in. So we had to have our furnace replaced, which was a huge, huge budget killer for any furniture. So we're in this house and we don't really have any furniture. Um, so one day I just picked up a piece of furniture at Goodwill and I started doing things for our own home. Um, some things were given to us from friends that just didn't want Things. I'm like, I could do something with that. And then people started asking if I would paint their furniture. And that's how it just started is I was literally yeah. trying to fill our own home because the budget from furniture went to a furnace that had gone out. So right. yeah, we couldn't <laughs> afford furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want it. I got to figure something else out. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. if I wait for my husband, it's never going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. When did you decide? Because because it sounds like you did like the 100% progression. It was like just for me. Now it's for other people. I'm in my garage. Now let's get a booth. What happened to make you decide to take that step? Um, Probably independence. Um, I went from corporate America to having my own money to moving with my husband. And I didn't like asking for money. Um. I, I mean, we didn't have a whole lot of money, but it just felt uncomfortable for me. I like yeah. to not say, hey, I'm going to go shop at blah, 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 or new shoes and 
just things like that. And that's kind of what started it is just being a little bit more independent. Um, and not, you know, when you're married, the monies and finances and stuff like that. So yeah. Right. No, I totally get that. Um, (laughs) totally get that. Cause I left, you know, I left a full-time job when I decided to start doing this full-time. And of course the progression of things and making money, it's, you it know. takes a while. It does. And, and and they can be wonderful and supportive all day long. But when you're used to making your own money, yeah. you just, it's, it's, the, it's this driving need to, to provide something, right? Right. And some of it is proving that this idea is going to work because I know there probably was times when he was thinking, well, when is she going to kick in? Because it's been a couple of years now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I do. Yeah. Did you always kind of have like a an entrepreneurial kind of spirit? I mean, were you like making things and selling them prior to this or was this sort of your first foray into this? No, I think I always have. Um, Some of it I think was a little bit not by choice. Um, Growing up, I left home with my brother. I was 18. He was 17. Um, uh, The guy that I was working for at the time vouched for me to get an apartment. So Due to our family situation, we were kind of forced into the world early. So um, from that, I think it had always just been work as hard as you can to get to where you want to be. So yeah. that's what we did. We went to school, two jobs until we kind of made it. And yeah, uh, yeah so that's, uh, I guess, yeah, I have always worked. <laughs> worked really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I get that completely. Um, do you have other like crafty hobbies that you bring into your business or is it primarily just the painting and the furniture? Um, you know, I don't, you know, it's funny cause things that I think everyone can do probably don't do. Um, I can sew, which I haven't sewn in a long time. Um, you know, upholster some chairs and here and there I can do. And if I can't do it, I will do everything I can to figure it out. It may not be very perfect in the beginning, but eventually once you keep practicing, I'll figure it out. But primarily it is the furniture and the painting. So, yeah. And I think I used the word just, and I didn't mean to. I just Mm -hmm. was inquiring if you had other. (laughs) (laughs) Because that in and of itself is, that's a huge I mean, that's a huge skill set. It's a wide skill set is what it is because you're doing a lot more than just painting a piece of furniture or painting something right. a solid color. <laughs> right. Yeah. For me, if I can figure out how to do it instead of paying for it, I think that's probably my motivation for most yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. I can see that. I mean, I could yeah. And it makes sense, especially too right now where you're just getting started and it's like, yeah. hmm, what what can I do here? Let's let's figure out the, the full breadth of my skill set. <laughs> And things that I'm not very good at, I have to learn to just, yeah, someone else needs to do that. Right. Right. So, yeah. So what kind of other products? I know you said like the front part is like all home decor and gifts and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What all do you sell in the store there? So, I mean, we have the home decor candles, you know, the typical kind of gifty things in a touristy town. Um, Then I've got a lot of product. So I carry the redesign with Prima, just about all of their collection paints. I think we both carry DIY paint, Mm -hmm. um, a daydream apothecary and wise owl, um, bubblegum yum. 
and all the decoupage papers. I love decoupage. Um, the first time I used a paper, was it the few pieces in, I just fell in love. So yeah. 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 yeah I love it too. I'm still, I'm still a little on a learning curve with it though. Like I'm, I'm still learning the best ways to do that. Yeah. My favorite is the iron on method. If you don't like wrinkles or the texture, iron it on. It's so easy. The hardest part is waiting for that top coat to dry um, and then iron it on and you're done. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll have to try that. I've watched a lot of people do that and it's very fascinating to me. Yeah. But I have to admit, I have yet to pull out an iron and actually try it myself. That's the only <laughs> time I'll ever use an iron is doing that. Yeah. So, otherwise that dryer goes on several times before I would iron yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. So before we started recording, you mentioned that you had some, some new things maybe happening this fall. Is there anything you can tell us about? I do. Um, without giving out too much information, um, I know with opening the store, painting furniture, um, doing that creative part online, I've kind of put back onto the back burner and that is now going to start coming forward with a lot more painting. Um, I'll be doing regular lives again. Um, and then I'm actually going to be launching something new. Um, for me, that is for crafters. So, because I do craft a lot as far as like painting, um, signs and things like that. Okay. So that's what I'll be rolling out soon. So yeah, cannot wait to see it. You'll have to let me know so I can share it with everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's coming soon. It's just a lot of putting it together in the background, which no yes. one likes to do that stuff. You don't want to do all the fun stuff, but. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're ready for it to be done so we can show everybody. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a late night. So, yeah. So what's your favorite piece that you've ever, that you've ever created that you can remember? Like that's just like stands out in your mind. Um, it was a buffet. Um, it was a two tone. So, um, it was a commission job so I couldn't keep it it was probably the first time I was possibly going to tell the customer I was stolen um <laughs> it was a blue piece and she said you can do whatever you want I like what you do just do whatever you want she showed me some pictures of her bedroom and I went to town so half of it was like a French country floral normal side and then the other side we just did a bunch of different colors um kind of pastel but it was a little bohemian a little modern. It was just, and then I put a gold strip through the center. That was a couple of years ago that we did that, and I still love that piece. So that sounds like so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then since that, the commissions just started coming in, but I kind of changed it to if you want me to create something for you, I'll take some of your ideas and just let me go to town because once I don't like to copy other people's work, it puts a lot of pressure on you. And I found that when you're able to kind of release what's in your head, that's where that, that art comes out yeah. of instead of saying, I want something blue, kind of like this one. It just, for some reason, it put a lot of pressure on me and I just felt yeah. like I couldn't do it. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I've talked to a couple of people who do, who take on commissions and like custom work and stuff. 
that are kind of the same way. It's like, you know, if you want somebody to just paint something a certain way, you know, there's, there's dozens of people that I can refer you to. Right. But if you, if you want like a piece of art, like what I do, fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, look at what I've done. Say, I like something like that, but this is my color scheme. And then just trust me and, and I'll do that. But like, Beyond that, it's it. You're right. It gets a little because I will say this, you know, and and furniture. I paint furniture and stuff too, but it's not it's not actually my primary. Like this is what I do. I sell the products and I paint furniture and I have fun with that. But you know, my products are different. I mainly do more like the jewelry, the candles, that kind of thing. Right. But um, your canvas weaving and the canvas weaving, the weaving. This is true. That is starting to take center stage, and I don't see that going away anytime soon because that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> But, um, but like, even with all that, with the furniture painting and stuff, you know, when someone's like, I want it exactly like this. Well, sometimes a piece of furniture just won't do that. And then the pressure that we've got is just, it's, it's a lot. It is. And then I always feel those pieces aren't part of my heart. Yeah. Um, when you tell me just do, this is what I like. Um, do do you and then all of a sudden it just turns into something that I really love and care about and I haven't had anyone say they hated it yet even though I get terrified and I tell my husband he's like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine and until they pick it up but those are the pieces that you get that person's heart and true stuff that's out of their head instead of copying something. right right so, yeah and when you fun. can work that way it's not only is it more creative, it satisfies it satisfies you as an artist more, but just the oh, work, is, like you said, the work I'll, itself. You know, is, I'll get it done in four weeks, but if it's something like that, I can let loose on. You'll be hearing from me pretty fast. That yeah, it's done. So, Absolutely, uh, exactly. So, and that's always. I mean, that's and that for me, like when I'm not only from my own business, when I'm trying to decide, okay, what. Cause you know, every now and then you, you have to reevaluate what stays, what goes, what are we, what are we going to continue versus what, what do we need to cut on out and that kind right. of thing. Right. And for me, it is always about, okay, if I'm forcing myself, if I'm forcing myself to do it just because it pays, you know, then I, I probably need to reevaluate how I can make things work without that piece mm-hmm. or how I can outsource that piece because all it's really doing is I'm allowing it to create a bottleneck. I'm not, right. you know, I'm avoiding it because it's not what I want to do. You know, I'm giving myself room to to make some big mistakes there. So, mm-hmm. and that's part of what I've learned the last is it nine, ten months that I've been open is the traditional things that I thought I needed to do for retail. You know, the open every day, so forth. Um, it really created a setback, as in. What I really love to do is I really liked painting furniture. I really liked showing people how to paint furniture, um, do the creative part where I was focusing more on the retail end. Really, I, I guess I'm a salesperson, but I really am more into the experience that people have. Um, when I first opened the store, the stories, um, people don't even know me, but I would hear everything about their background. And those are the reasons why I think I opened the store was more for the experience and for a place for people to come to. Um, And I was focusing on other things that just were not working because I didn't like them. I just didn't want to do it. So, yep. 
reevaluating constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you're really contributing to that community vibe there too. I want to. I mean, I'm still the new kid on the block. Um, People are still just discovering that I'm over here. Um, But I know when you walk through those doors, I definitely want to make sure that you feel welcomed. So, yeah, not just all about buy something, just an experience. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So I always wrap things up with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready for these? I'm going to (laughs) be. Okay, so for starters, books or movies? Books. Books. What's your favorite book? Right now I am reading, oh goodness, what is the name of that book? The Crawfish or Crawdaddy. I can't even think of the name of the book. Um, But I do like books. I do listen to a lot of books on audio. And Mm -hmm. I guess the last book I read was uh, Chip Gaines, Capital Gaines. Yeah. My book. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, do you have a genre that you tend to lean to? Fiction um, or nonfiction or historical? Well, or I do like the romantic ones, but lately it's been more, um, I guess, motivational self-help type books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I love, I'm, I mean, I'm the same way. I'm kind of a romance junkie, actually. Um <laughs> I read sort of a ridiculous amount of romance books. And if I don't have time to be reading, then like if I'm creating where I can make, where I can sit and watch TV while I do it, Uh there's there's probably not like a cheesy made for TV romantic comedy movie that I haven't seen. Right. That's if I'm watching. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, so what about music? What's your favorite song? I like all kinds of music. I would say right now, um, I can't even think of anything. I just got done with a five-hour trip from Minnesota, but I listen to uh, everything from country to uh, tech music, house music. Um, Yeah. I would say that, I hate to say it, that new song by, um, is it uh, Walker Hayes? The Applebee's song. The Applebee's song. Yes. It is I have heard that. Cute, catchy little tune. And yes. I just want to dance. And that's all that I want to do. But I do listen to a different type of yeah all the time. So, yeah. yeah. I totally get that. Do you have, like, a favorite artist? Like, a favorite recording artist that's just, like, you just kind of love all their music? I would say I don't because I like all of it. Um, it just depends on my mood. Um I am of Latin descent, so I don't speak Spanish or Portuguese and Brazilian, but I do tend to listen to that type of music. Yeah. They're dancing, don't understand what what it's about. My kids are always like, you don't even speak. Why do you listen to this stuff? And I'm like, I just like it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it feels right. Right. It, it, it makes you feel right. Time. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, so if you, what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? I'm sorry. What was that? What's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? The most spontaneous thing I've ever done. Well, I would say that um, taking the store, calling the landlord and saying, I'll take it before talking to my husband was probably the most spontaneous thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um, That's pretty spontaneous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I've taken trips places. I did a trip once with my brother. We went to Vegas for one weekend. 
So not often these days I do anything spontaneous. We've got a little one at home, but and dogs yeah. that we'd have to kennel. So okay, yeah. Yeah. So how many kids do you have? We are a blended family. So okay. my husband has one adult son, but we have all boys, and then I have two. So he's also I have a twenty two year old and then a twelve year old. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I thought there was an age difference. So I was, I yeah. was I can't remember yeah. how many. Awesome. But the youngest is like 30 years old. He knows everything. So <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so fall is coming up. Are you team apple or team pumpkin? Oh, I'm team pumpkin all the way. I will buy out every pumpkin spice coffee creamer in the, all the grocery stores so that I have it through Christmas. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin spice all the way. <laughs> I am an apple cider girl all the way. Are you? It's coming back. That's what people were saying. Yeah. The apple's coming back. Yeah. I, I love the apple. That's my favorite. Uh-huh. If you could travel in time to any era, in, you know, in the past, yeah. where would you, like, where would you want to go? Oh, gosh. I think. And I guess you need to tie in location. So any era and then where in that era. I don't know. I would love to be European and live in France or Italy where they wore probably in the 1950s where they kind of dressed up a little bit more. Um, I do like dressing up, but it's not, we don't do that that often anymore. So yeah. Uh, scarves around your neck and the, yeah, I like that. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. That sounds, yeah, that sounds yeah. very fun. So finally, my last one then will be if if money, time, resources, if they were just like none of that were of any consequence, where would you go tomorrow? Oh, I would go to Italy. We've been talking about it. Yep, I would go to Italy. Yep. Why Italy? I don't know. I think I just want to drive a little Vespa around through all the streets. And I love to eat. So Italian food. Um I think that's why. Just, yeah. Awesome. Well, Kimberly, thank you for hanging out with me today and talking oh, to me. This has been so me. much fun. Yeah. It's always good to see you and talk to you. And I love watching your canvas uh, weaving. So, yeah. Thank you thank for you. asking me. Absolutely. This has been so much fun. Yeah, it has been. Thank you. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Remember to check out the Makers Chat community so you can dive deeper into the conversation. You'll find the link to join in our show notes. Have a beautiful week and we will chat again soon.